Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, welcome into episode 77 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Uh, my name is Aaron. I'm joined by co-host today, J.D. Kingsley. Uh, hopefully I didn't butcher that last name. I might have already done that. So how are you doing today? No, you're you're good, man. No, I'm doing well, bro. It's good to, good to be here with you. He's a uh, definitely a sports fan, definitely an NFL guy uh, as myself. So um, you know, we'll, we'll touch on a variety of issues really, you know, going right back into going right into it, as I should say, is, uh, Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. If I don't fumble over every word to start the show today. <laughs> um, yeah. What, uh, what are your thoughts on this situation? My friend, as, as it's come down the pipeline. Oh, dude, with <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ. So being an Eagles fan, obviously we, uh, have had plenty of experience with him in the past, but, um, yeah, dude, with him recovering from his injury and then this whole plane situation is just like super wild. I mean, as he put it on his Twitter, it's like never in my life have I experienced what just happened to me. I've seen it all, you know, and just just the fact that he was escorted off the plane by police officers, you know, people. I mean, it's just it's drama, which makes for good news. But I, I actually feel bad for the guy. You know, he's just trying to sleep. And uh, all of a sudden, he's off the plane. So, what, you know, whatever take people have on it, I personally think it was blown out of proportion a bit. And I definitely, you know, hope it doesn't affect getting signed by a team. Um, now, I know the two top forerunners for him right now, or front runners, I should say, are like the Giants and the, the Cowboys, which, again, being an Eagles fan, I'm not thrilled with either prospect. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I wish him the best. Uh, as a person, for sure, at least, just he can have big games, just not against us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. That that's obviously there's always two sides of the story, but I think um, you know if if you take the side of like he was just escorted for um, you know basically no reason other than being upset at, at being woken up. That is a little bit uh, blown out of proportion on on their on their end, I should say. And and I just I don't know, man obviously the only people that know were him and, and the people involved on that plane and, and things. But um, I personally wouldn't mind seeing the bills. If the Eagles aren't going to win the Super Bowl, I wouldn't mind seeing the bills win it all. So if he goes there and, and, and flourishes there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but uh, I do kind of yeah, fear uh, the uh, Cowboys coming into play uh, just because that's, it would seem like a fitting place for him. Cause he, he just likes all the, uh, all the attention and that type of thing that would come with that. 
Yeah, that's an interesting thing about that for sure. I mean, they're they're talking about in different analysts have said that you know, if he's looking for a long term deal, you know, just to settle down. I mean, he's already won a Super Bowl. If he's looking for a long term deal, you know, the Giants would be more ideal because they have better cap space. You know, he's already familiar with like Saquon. He's real good friends with Saquon and um, something like that. But if he's just chasing another Super Bowl, you know, the Cowboys are are more primed to win it now, you know, uh, down there in Jerry World. But um, Cowboys have a history of butchering it, you know, late in the year, too. So you always kind of kind of got to have that, in, you know, in the back of your mind, at least for myself. But as an Eagles fan, the thought of having to play against C.D. Lamb, OBJ, you know, and then you throw in Michael Gallup there, who's just really come on as of late as he's coming back from injury. Like that's a that trio is scary, especially with the way Dak's been slinging the football. You know, for sure. No, that's that's good. You uh, you know the cap situation better than I do on on that one. So, um, yeah, I I don't see him going back to the Giants personally. I just don't think that'll happen. I think he's like been there, done that. Um, but you know, financially that might make sense. So I won't rule it out, but. I, I see him right. going to like a, a better destination than even though the Giants are up, up and coming. And I think like Brian Dable is doing a great job there. Um, I For just sure. Yeah. Go somewhere else. So. Yeah. I, I would agree that he probably won't end up in New York. Um, I, honestly, I would love to see him go to Buffalo. Like, you know, like you said about if Buffalo doesn't win a Super or if Eagles don't win the Super Bowl, you know, Buffalo would be a great destination after being a long suffering Eagles fan who finally got our first championship, you know, I feel for the pain of pain of Buffalo. Um, and I mean, I really just, I like Josh Allen. I mean, I like Sean McDermott up there uh, doing his thing. I mean, obviously an old coordinator for the Eagles. Um, but yeah, I mean, Josh Allen just, just playing really great football as of late. You know, his elbow has been causing him issues, but even on Thanksgiving, just having that, that game winning, you know, drive with that laser to Stefan Diggs, you know, so that, that was big. So, yeah, I, my vote and desire would be for him to be up in Buffalo. Then we wouldn't have to see him do the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thing. exactly, man. So. Keep him in the AFC, like, wherever he goes. Like, you know, Chargers, and right. anybody that's not in the NFC and anybody that's specifically not in the NFC East, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with. I don't know. As far as his durability, that's kind of a question mark because he's always been banged up throughout his career. And now I think right. he's second to an ACL. So um, he's just if if he could stay on the field, he's obviously a great athlete and and a great player. But it's just tough. it's tough for him to to stay on that field. Unfortunately for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely with the injury history and and also his age. I mean, he's not old, but at thirty years old, you know, he's he's not a, a spring chicken anymore either. So <laughs> I think the locker room presence uh, for the younger wide receivers is just as valuable. Um, from him especially coming from a winning culture you know he just won a Super Bowl in, in St. Louis like he knows this stuff you know and he's been up and down so I think the, the locker room presence is just as important um, speaking of locker room presence uh, Von Miller um, so I mean obviously like I don't know did you see that that game on Thanksgiving Came I saw Buffalo, like Detroit. bits and pieces I can't say I watched it from start to finish but gotcha gotcha I didn't see the entire thing but Von Miller had that scary injury where he had to be carted off the field. And um, yeah. I know a lot of people were concerned, including myself. Like, I thought he'd be out for the year. But I just heard today it's uh, – today I think it was another – I was listening to Pat McAfee. It's a lateral meniscus issue. Um, and he's actually not, – not tonight because um, the uh, the Bills play tonight against – who they playing tonight, man. Do you remember? 
Uh, New, um, that's New England, yeah, New England. New England, oh yeah, should be should be a good game too. But um, he's not expected to play tonight, but they do expect him to come back next week against the Jets, uh, which is obviously huge, huge boost for the Buffalo defense, and you know will definitely pump up uh, their fans for sure. And being a division game, you know, against the Jets, where I mean, even with them, man, Mike White, you know, they bench Zach Wilson because he uh didn't take any accountability plus. Quite frank, he was playing like garbage, <laughs> you know. And then Mike White comes in last week and throws for over 300 yards. And I mean, the Jets are a tough team, man. So it's good news for for Buffalo fans out there. And you know, Von Miller, I've always seen him as a class act. You know, back to his time in Denver, you know, where he was he was just a monster, and he always you know seemed to be real humble and kept his nose clean and oh, I've always enjoyed watching him play. So I was really happy to hear that he'll be back on the field here coming up soon and definitely wish him the best. Yeah. He's another guy, man, that like he plays a game at like a hundred miles an hour every play. So like those guys only last so, so long. And, and like, he's been such a great player in his career. And I, I'm by no means am I saying he's done. Like he'll probably, like you said, he'll, he'll probably be back next week is, is what I read as well. So um, yeah, he, he's just, he's, like played the game at such a high level. It's such a like hard physical position that, you know, things like yeah, this definitely. will happen. Yeah. Right. That the, the things like this will happen. So um, yeah, it, obviously when you see a guy card off the field, you think the worst, like you think maybe out for the year type of deal. Think, thank goodness he's not, uh, but he definitely wreaks havoc on, on other teams and, and the jets, like you mentioned real quick. I mean, they, they've been probably the surprise of the year, at least in the, in the AFC, maybe in the whole NFL you can make the case that the no one thought the Eagles would be this good or, or that type of thing, but they, the Jets were like definitely slept on, and I and I'm never really somebody that uh, pays attention to them too well, but I, you know I I keep up with it, but they, uh, I don't know, man, that that Robert Sala has totally changed the culture there, I think, um, and I think definitely. they've they've drafted really well, and and uh, Sauce yeah. Gardner, Sauce oh, Gardner, yeah, yeah they're the list good like uh, Brees Hall. Um, I forget their they have receivers that are really good, but um, I forget even who they are at the, at the moment. But um, a lot of like guys that don't have household names yet, but they're they're up and coming. And, and I I definitely feel for Jets fans. I mean, you talk about a fan base that's been through probably the worst experience <laughs> there, there possibly could be. So um, yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, to touch on that one, um, I did like that kid coming out of college. I mean, he played at a small school, but I just liked his. He definitely has the confidence, but it's almost confidence to a fault because he didn't even take like an ounce of responsibility for that loss. So, um, right, it's I mean, if Mike White's the like at least the temporary filling, then like he he definitely balled out and showed he can do it. Can he do it all season? I I don't know, but um, Zach Wilson wasn't giving you much of anything, and, and Zach Wilson's been hurt a lot in his his young career already. So, um, it's definitely a a unique situation if they can keep that team intact and they're just missing a quarterback um you know they can probably figure that out it's just uh yeah. you know maybe zach wilson's played his last game in new york already which is it's hard to believe but it he might have dug his own grave but but what he said yeah i mean the fact that you know joe flacco is still on that roster and obviously flacco is way past his prime you know but he i mean he's super bowl pedigree there too i think uh in all honesty, a lot of Jets fans, and you know, forgive me, Jets fans, if I'm speaking out of place, but I think a lot of Jets fans would probably even rather see Flacco, just for the, you know, like a, like we said, the lack of accountability that that Wilson Wilson had, you know, and it's a shame because he has a lot of talent 
you know, I think his ceiling is pretty high, but, you know, comes, to, you know, he might not hit that ceiling now due to, due to that lack of accountability. And, you know, his teammates obviously were quite frustrated and understandably so, but I think the future is pretty bright in, in New York. You know, like, like you said, I, I agree that they're probably one of the biggest surprises of the season, you know, and, and when Hall comes back, they hit a home run pick and with Hall, like what, do you remember what round he was drafted in? Like what third or something like that? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get the research department on that one, but uh, uh, second second round here, fourth fourth pick in the second round. So I mean, it's not too low, but even so, the way he was playing, they he would have been a runaway, no pun intended, for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Had that terrible injury not happened to him, so moving forward, I think the Jets are in pretty good shape. You know, for sure, man. Yeah, it, it's crazy that. Like if you would have told me at the beginning of the year they'd they'd be playing as well as they were, I I wouldn't have believed it. I I thought like five hundred would be kind of the goal for that team, and they're they're far exceeding that one. Uh, picking up from there, man. Uh, we got some some doozies to say the least. I mean, there's some quarterbacks in this league. I I don't know if they lost their touch or what, but you know, probably the most interesting storyline I'd say at, at least this week, uh, what week thirteen or fourteen, wherever we're at here, is uh Deshaun Watson. Um, coming back yeah. <laughs> what uh I, it just seems like a soap opera almost that he's playing the Texans like you couldn't have written a, a story like that that he, he's suspended for so long and then he comes back to play his former team in in Houston too it's just like wow yeah yeah definitely that was that's wild wild to hear about and um I mean I just saw popped up on my phone and uh, article from Yahoo Sports. I guess he talked to the media just about football, was avoiding all questions other than that, which is definitely the smartest thing for him to do. <laughs> um, I also read something earlier that there's going to be some of the um, the uh, the ladies that were accusing him actually show up at the Texans game um, <laughs> as a way to kind of say, you know, like, uh, you know, screw you type thing. Like, you know, we're going to stand in solidarity on this and uh, show you that we're not afraid and take back some of that power type thing was what the article was saying. So, you know, for that alone, it'll, it'll be an interesting game. You know, I, I'm, I mean, as a football player, Deshaun Watson's incredible, but I mean, honestly, like just based on what happened, you know, whether or not everything's true or not, you know, I, I just, I can't respect, you know, him anymore. So I, I'm not going to say I'm pulling for him. I'd love to see a Texans upset. I don't think that's going to happen. But that would be an, an incredible thing in my mind to see the Texans upset the Browns <laughs> in that situation, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I totally get it. Like, it, it's hard to, like, you know, it, it, I think it's hard to separate sometimes, like, a player from a – like, if he was playing for, the, like, the, let's say the Eagles or, or Penn State or something like that, it would be very hard for me to be like, you know, I love that guy or I, I, I look up to this guy as someone that's – you know, an outstanding citizen. I don't think anybody can really make that case. Like where there's right. smoke, there's fire usually. So like, I mean, when there's that many allegations against you, it, I'm not saying right. all of them are legit. I'm sure, you know, you sprinkle in a couple here and there that are just kind of bandwagons of the other ones, but possibly, quite possible. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like we don't know. We'll never know. We're not connected like that. So maybe one day there's we will. Definitely but, issues. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Definitely but, issues nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, man, but but like you said, I mean, I would love to see that upset too. That would just be like sticking it to Deshaun Watson. But I mean, you can always make the the case like he's gonna have a lot of rust because he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't played in so long. But I mean, the Texans are one nine and one for a reason. So that's a that's a pretty bad football team, unfortunately. 
for, for them going in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they're going to play their hearts out, it would be in this game for sure. But it seems to appears to look like they're definitely giving up toward that number one pick, um, which a uh, question for you being, I know a little bit about college football, but real quick, and I know we, we plan on doing a segment on college football as well, but who do you think, you know, the Texans would grab it at number one? You know, I know like CJ Stroud is obviously like a, a big name there. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, gut reaction. Who do you think should go number one at this point? Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying like uh, Bryce Young from, I mean, the Alabama kid. Um, right. It's tough, man. I don't, I don't like uh, love the quarterback class this year. I mean, there's some guys obviously that can absolutely see. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. I, I just think like CJ Stroud's another guy that, he, if you watch him at Ohio State, he has all time, all the time in the world to throw the ball. Like he can just kind of stand back there, pick which all-star receiver he wants to throw to. I mean, they're they have Marvin Harrison Jr. He might be the best receiver in college. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. His dad's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think he's a Hall. Of, he at least you know one of the best receivers of our our generation. Um, yeah, uh, growing up watching Marvin and Peyton and Re- Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne, that was. Those oh. are fun, fun times for sure. He is a Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah, he was inducted in 2016. Okay. So he's in, yeah. already in there. So he has the skills of his uh, dad. Is is that what you're saying? Looks like he has similar he, skills. He's he's, uh, he's definitely on his way, if not already there. Like he, So that's that's wow. what I mean. Ohio State always gets great receivers. So I'm not taking anything away from C.J. Stroud. I think he's a great player. I, I just – I I don't think – like he's as good as Justin Fields was and Justin Fields like, yeah, he's had some success. Uh, granted he's on a horrible team and, and one of the worst organizations you could probably say in football in the bears uh, just from like, you know, getting him help and the, all the coaching problems they've had. But I, I, that's what I mean, man. There's no like clear cut kid that I, I think like CJ Stroud could be very good, but I could also see him being, you know, average. These Ohio state quarterbacks haven't done a whole lot. If you look at, you know, all the way down, all the way back and everything else. So it's tough to say, like, you know, maybe, maybe if I'm, I'm Houston, I try and trade some draft picks. I don't know what, what, what they really have, but to go get like a veteran guy that's, you know, half decent, like a, a Derek Carr type of situation. But even that, I don't know if that's worth it either. So they're kind of in no man's land. I, I don't know if they go heavy on a quarterback this year. Um, You know, maybe they go out and get, you know, maybe you know, see it's just tough man like if you're in a position like the texans like they need so much that it, it's like where do you start so you could right. with like you could start building the offensive line there's there's some guys you know there's a kid from from northwestern peter skrovansky or i'm gonna say that wrong but like there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of guys out there but um i think Will Anderson Jr., the the edge rusher, he's projected to go to the Bears at second. They could they could go for him, but that team is just it, it just seems like they're so far away. And I, I know Lovey Smith is a is a pretty good coach. Obviously, um getting to the Super Bowl back in the back against the Colts. He's old school though. Yeah. He's old school. I don't think he's uh developed in um I I should say I don't think he's evolved with it with the game too well, to be honest, but we'll see. Uh, that I've been hearing that he might be a one and done coach, and would not be surprised that Houston organization's just a dumpster fire <laughs> the way they run things. It seems like it really is, man. Like they had they had the pieces, like they got blessed with Deshaun Watson. They had DeAndre Hopkins. Um, like they had they they were getting there, and then 
Bill O'Brien JJ kind of Watt. destroyed the JJ Watt for forever. Um and, yeah. and Bill O'Brien just kind of demolished that team. So great question. It's just like it's the million dollar question because I Houston they're just in such a bad spot, I think. They're they're right. They they they're from like ground zero, and I don't think they even know where to go from here because like you said. Lovey Smith might not even make it to next year. And like, is he the coach that's going to even propel them to the playoffs? I, I don't know anymore. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have 11 draft picks next year, so um, they got plenty to work with. Um, Cause of course the Deshaun Watson hall and, you know, they're headed toward the first, first pick this year for sure. Unless something crazy happens. I think they go with the quarterback, um, but you know, we'll see. I might, might eat my words later on. That's my opinion. So I guess we'll find out more moving forward. I think, you know, with the college playoffs and how they unfold too might, you know, the might help determine who Houston will grab, you know, as well. So just my opinion on that. Yeah, dude, thanks. I appreciate you, you know, letting me know what you think on that. No, that's, that's, dude, it's like, when I say it's a million dollar question, it's, that's an understatement there that I would hate to be like a Texans fan right now. Cause it, it's like, you don't even know if your coach is the right guy. So it's, it's tough. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, think about it. it's actually more than a – it's a multi-million dollar question because these guys are getting paid more than a million. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, that's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, man, maybe they'll find – they'll in these 11 picks, they'll find their Mahomes out of, you know, left field. You never know what, what can happen. Uh, true. True that. And, I mean, Mahomes was extremely underrated coming out of college. Actually, just before we started recording this podcast, I finished watching the documentary of Mahomes and, uh, I mean – a lot of people thought he couldn't do anything. A lot of people thought he was overrated. Um, most most of the analysts and so many people were surprised they traded up to grab him with that 10th pick. But, I mean, you know, Andy Reid, a little biased being an Eagles fan, but Andy Reid's a wizard with quarterbacks. He can make, you know, almost anyone look at least solid, I think. And then having Mahomes, you know, sit behind Alex Smith was a, a super, you know, big luxury, which definitely helped and then. Obviously, Mahomes is out of this world. Whoever Houston gets, not going to have that luxury. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> From, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much wrapping up the the Houston. I mean, we went on a, a tirade on Houston and, and Deshaun Watson, but it's it's interesting, man. It's it's a fall from grace for for the Texans compared to where they were. It looked like they were headed. So, uh, from definitely. one from one fall from grace to the other, what? It, what yes. We haven't really got to talk about this at least you and I with uh with Russ Wilson. I mean that that's you couldn't have scripted a, a worse a worse season for them, I don't think. Yeah, you read my mind, dude. Like see, I it's a, I mean I feel bad for Denver. Um <laughs> I really do. I mean, when they traded Bradley Chubb earlier in the year, just that admit so early in the year, you know, that midst of defeat just to get some draft capital back because I mean it's they gave they overpaid for him with with draft picks and and players. Uh, Seattle stole uh, so much from them in that trade, honestly. And I know it's already a lot of people are saying it's the worst trade in sports history, which I don't know if I go that far. But it, at this point in time, it's it's definitely up there. You know, um, losing the young talent that that they did, and you know, with Russ having a history of uh, trouble with some of his teammates. You know, they all the reports that he was coddled out in Seattle by Pete Carroll you know, and everything like that. And apparently um, in, in Denver, like he has his own office. So um, even even that, you know, he, he just seems to have that that special treatment 
Um, and he's the second highest paid quarter. I mean, that's the other thing, man. They signed him to a deal worth an insane amount of money without him playing a down of football. I mean, he's the second highest paid quarterback in the league, 49 million this year behind only Rogers. And we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> and, and you got this guy who's playing football at a level that you'd expect from, from Houston <laughs> or some, something like that. And it, it's sad. I feel really bad for the Denver fans. I feel bad for the Denver players. You know, I think they have a lot of talent out there. You know, with Jerry Judy on the offensive side, especially I really like Judy as a receiver. Um, and then on defense, I mean, their defense is, shoot, even without Chubb, it's, I want to say they're in like the top top five, top ten. Like yeah, they've kept them in almost every game. Exactly. They're they're great. That team, that defense has been built over the last three, four years, and it's it's – it's been very, very good. And now, like, really to touch on what you said, man, I, I, I love Russell Wilson. Like, I, I, it's, I can't defend him anymore, but I, I really did love that guy. And there were rumors, like, he was going to go to Philly over the offseason, and I wasn't, like, completely even against that because not to go off. Well, on, I was. <laughs> <laughs> not to go off on a whole tirade on, on Jalen Hurts, but, like, last year he got absolutely smoked in his first playoff game, and it, and, you know, the doubt crept into my mind, like, is this guy somebody we should go forward with, give him another year? But obviously that's panning out so far so good. But, um, yeah, like like I said, I, I've just been I, – I love Russ as, like, as a person, like, as a, as a guy. Like, he, he's just a – I love the way he carries himself. Like, he's a corny guy, but he's he's a f- extremely entertaining guy, in my opinion. And, like, gotcha. okay. he's not he's not worth $50 million a year. I can I can assure you that. But especially the way he's playing, I mean, he has eight touchdowns, five picks, and we're, you know, more than halfway through the season. It's like it's abysmal to say the least. And I, I never saw this coming. I thought the Broncos would compete for the division uh, coming into this year with with the roster they have, and and I think that defense is giving up around like twenty twenty two points a game. Um, and it's like, man, like I I know the the one I'm drawing a blank on who it was, and I should have known this, but uh. The the one the guy on the Broncos was screaming at him this past week and and you know you can enter any expletive you want in that scenario but I guarantee he said something along the lines like you know we're we're holding these teams to to you know x amount of points or or like you know yeah. stop going, stop going three and out every single drive like you know what I mean at some point it, it's just like where where's the production man like where you got to put up or shut up in the NFL and. Uh, really in any sport at any level so it's like it, it's right. it, it's just mind-blowing how they can't figure it out on offense and I, I'm not gonna say he's done like I, I still give him another year to see if they can figure it out I don't think the coach is the best either I think he he deserves some yes. of the blame but not not definitely not all of it because the players play the game at the end of the day and and the last thing I'll say is um, it came out that that he it was just his birthday uh, a day like a couple of days ago here Russell Wilson yeah and yep. like uh, reportedly, only half the team showed up to his. Uh, right. So I don't know. On their off day. <laughs> uh, it's 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 just not good for him right now. Like in so many ways. Like and, and a lot of people are trolling him. Like there was the whole thing where he was on the plane. Like he was like, yeah, I was doing, I was exercising for two hours, and then I was watching film for three hours. And if you watch that clip, like the the math doesn't add up to how many hours he actually was like in the plane. So it was just a disaster. Uh, But highly entertaining guy. Like, 
whenever they put them in front of a microphone, I'm I'm all for it. I'll, I'll I'm all ears because it's it's either a disaster or, or hilarious or both. So um, good sound bits, <laughs> great great sound bits for the media. So it's I don't know, man. I maybe they turn around next year, but but like you said, I I do feel bad for the Broncos fans. You got to think coming into the season like they had. I mean, pretty. I think there were Super Bowl aspirations with that team, and yeah, they're, they're a far cry from that. So, yeah, hoping to score the next like Peyton Manning type, you know, deal. <laughs> and, and Russ being, I think, younger than Manning was when he came to Denver. So, um, note on the the player who was screaming at Russ was a defensive lineman, uh, Mike Purcell. Um, yeah, he got in Russ's face, and then you know, a couple of weeks back, you know, KJ Hamler. Uh, when Russ missed the wide open touch, which would have been probably a game winning touchdown, and Hamler just slammed his his helmet on the ground like twice. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of memes about that, but <laughs> definitely, yeah, fr- frustration out there. I mean, Hackett being on the hot seat, and um, I mean, the thing is, like, moving right on to the next quarterback, like they were, they had Aaron Rodgers in their sights. Denver wanted to get Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers has a lot of respect and love for Hackett. I don't know if you've heard any of those interviews, but he had a lot of high praise for for Hackett. So I honestly I think that signing was just as much to get Rodgers um, as anything else, and clearly that didn't happen. What are your What are your thoughts on that? There. Yeah. No. Ex- exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like with Rodgers saying such high praise for uh, for Nathaniel Hackett, I I thought they really had a legitimate shot. I, I thought you know Aaron Rodgers going to the playoffs, you know God knows how many times in a row, and like they haven't won a Super Bowl since 2012. So it's, it's been, you know, a decade now. Um, I thought, for right, sure, right. yeah, man, dude, I, I, if I was a betting man, I, I would have probably put some money down on the fact that Rogers would go to, like, I just thought Aaron Rodgers makes a leap and just does something different. And he didn't. And it, it obviously is just green Bay is in a horrible situation now. Cause they're like four and eight, four and nine. Um, yeah, four and nine after they lost to the Eagles this last Sunday. Yeah. Falling, dude. They're just they're just a non-factor at this point. Um, so I think, yeah, I think Denver. I I don't I'm know. I'm sorry, four and eight. Four and <laughs> eight. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably be four and nine. So uh, maybe against maybe the we'll, Bears, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. I like I said, I I thought when they signed Russell Wilson, it was it was definitely a an upgrade and and. You know, say what you want about Drew Locke, he hasn't done much. He seems like a cool kid, but he just hasn't yeah. hasn't performed. So it's it's got it. It's such a it's got to be frustrating because like they they've assembled a great team on paper and they just can't they can't figure it out. So I mean, right. they're in last place. They're below the Raiders, and and the Raiders are absolute garbage. So yeah, I mean, going back to Aaron Rodgers and, th- and also thinking about you know the Raiders getting Devontae Adams. I mean, Adams left the Packers because he didn't know how much time uh, Rodgers had left, and he you know he wanted to to go to a, a competitor, which a lot of people expected the Raiders to be a playoff team. And I mean, yeah, they've had two straight game winning or uh, two straight overtime games with walk offs. You know, this with Josh Jacobs this last week is a monster. Just the, the, it was an eighty six or an eighty eight yard touchdown run. And overtime, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and then you know, going back to Rodgers, just um, they could have gotten a bunch of draft picks for him in you know down there in Green Bay, but you know, the guy was coming off back to back MVP seasons. You know, you typically don't trade a guy like that. Um, 
that with their salary cap situation with Devontae leaving, you know, you drafted Jordan Love a couple years ago, which made Rodgers extremely angry when it happened. <laughs> you know, I, I personally, you know, uh, think it would be solid, not a bad idea, you know, to, and again, he's won a Super Bowl and they're loyal to their player, you know, their quarterbacks, at least down in Green Bay, you know, Favre and Rodgers, they've only had two quarterbacks, <laughs> you know, aside from a few injury games, two quarterbacks down there in years. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but the, the possibility of, you know, if they're able to trade Rodgers for a few more picks, I mean, they could have absolutely ridiculous amount of stuff um, to work around Jordan Love. I mean, you know, obviously a small sample size, but, you know, you saw what he did against the Eagles, those last two possessions with that, that pass to Christian Watson. That guy's something else. I mean, Watson, I think is going to be a good wide receiver. You know, that pass to Watson um, was on point, And then he just made some, some good throws. I think, I know um, if, again, I'm not a Packers fan, but I think, you know, that they, it wouldn't be a bad idea to see what they got in love. Um, especially with the lost season. I know Aaron Rodgers is a competitor and he plans on plans on playing this week despite his uh his injury. So no one can doubt his toughness and his dedication to the game. But uh, you know, the Packers they could have themselves in a really good situation you know, or it could turn out disastrous. You know, they got a lot of picks and you know, obviously you pay pay young guys a lot less money. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for Jordan Love. I wasn't rooting for him on Sunday, but I, I think it would be cool to to see him come in as the next next Packers quarterback, you know, and uh, to take that team to to another level, you know, in the coming years. So, yeah, that's those are my thoughts on on that with Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, man, I I think for the amount of talent that Aaron Rodgers has, like he should have at least one or two more Super Bowls in my in my opinion. Like I think he's underachieved for like how good he actually is, and and you're starting to see the decline. Like he can't get out of the pocket like he used to. I mean, the Eagles swallowed him up they're not the first team this year to just absolutely just pummel him all all game long like he if he has people in his face he's he's pretty much like a pocket passer anymore um where before he could get out of there scramble and and make things happen like I think he's been hit too many times I also don't think the Packers draft exceptionally well I think they could have surrounded him with more you know when he was better and I think um absolutely I agree with you there it's tough man like you know he's had now he has like it just seems like they never have everything cohesive. Like they'll have a great running game, no receivers, and a good defense, or they'll have an outstanding offense and no defense. Like it just never lines up. Right. And and I, like I said, I don't want to make excuses. Like as much as I can't stand Tom Brady, he's made you know he's made lemons lemonade when when he's thrown to guys that were like undrafted seventh you know seventh round picks. Like you name it, and you can attribute that to coaching some of it, but. At the end of the day, like Rogers just hasn't gotten it done enough, in my opinion, and 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 now they've they've spent so much money on him, and and they don't have a ton to show for it, in my opinion. So, it's uh, it sucks, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah, fifty million a year, a year, fifty million this year. So, he's the number one paid quarterback, maybe on his way out. Number two is Russ. We just talked about him, so <laughs> definitely going to be some shakeups coming coming up here in the league for sure. <laughs> Dude, it's as far as the quarterback I, position goes. Another one we didn't really get to talk about this much off air, but I, I don't know if you saw it. Was uh was Kyler like a guy that's just, for lack of a better word, like he he's an egotistical uh, maniac. I'll say that is uh, Kyler yeah. Murray. Did you see? Bit. Yeah, he said after the game this past week. I did not know. Uh, so, what did he say? 
So basically, like he. I don't follow Arizona too much. <laughs> uh, I don't either. But every time, I, like I'll listen to other podcasts, they'll bring him up. Like, um, basically, like he never, he never like takes a. He's another guy like a, a Zach Wilson, where just accountability isn't in, in his DNA. Um, so he basically, to make a long story short, like he he said, uh, you know, this is basically on coaching. Like he, uh. I forget exactly what he said. I'm trying to pull it up here. Oh, yeah, schematically. He said schematically we were overmatched or or we were uh, – oh, schematically we were kind of F and then enter the blank there. Um, you know, it's a four-letter word for, for you guys listening there. <laughs> uh, or maybe a, a six, actually. But, uh, yeah, he, he basically <laughs> – he threw it on the uh, – the schematically, you know, obviously you're going to throw that on the coach. Like you're not – you're not blaming that on yourself. So at the end of the day, he threw the pass. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I used to really like that guy when he came in the league um, out of Oklahoma. Like I thought he was going to be, uh, you know, I, I even said, said at one point, like I thought he'd be better than Lamar Jackson, just throwing the ball. And like, he's, I don't know. He, he's just been nothing but uh, a spoiled baby, a brat, a cry baby, whatever you want to call him. Like he's just, it's never his fault. So I don't know your, your take on, on Kyler Murray, but they're four and eight as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the stat sheet here for 18 and 29, 191 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, you know, we're on the other side, you know, Herbert, 274 yards, three TD, zero picks. I mean, Herbert threw the ball 47 times, but I mean, you just look at that, that comparison and yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because a couple of years back, it's like Cliff Kingsbury, you know, Kyler Murray, sky's the limit. And now all of a sudden they're four and eight. It's like, you know, they're talking about, you know, Kingsbury could be on the hot seat and I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm not, I'm never a fan of crybabies and whiners. Uh, I like accountability, you know, which is one of the reasons why I'm really excited that Trevor Lawrence had that, that game winning uh, that drive down in Jacksonville. Talk about a guy being thrown into the worst situation ever with Urban Meyer last year. <laughs> and um, again, a little bias, a little biased here, but now having, you know, Doug Peterson as his coach, obviously a one heck of a coach um, and to see Lawrence taking steps, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, I mean, he takes, you know, he's a, he's a consummate professional, in my opinion, you know, some of the interviews, you know, he'll, he'll take responsibility where it's due amid his mistakes, you know, and, but he keeps moving forward. So I know most people don't care about the Jaguars, but I'm, I'm excited to see what, you know, comes out of Jacksonville just as much because it's Doug Peterson coaching as anything else. But I do, I do like Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, just the comparison between him and Zach Wilson, you know, Kyler Murray, it's quite, quite a difference. You know, attitude is really, really a big thing. Locker room presence, taking responsibility, you know, is huge. Um, And that starts with, with the coach and the quarterback, honestly, you know, for sure, man. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same I'm in the same camp as long, and they're another AFC team. So as long as the Jaguars get good, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't interfere with the Eagles too much. Um, yeah, I, I think Doug Pearson's doing a great job. I think you can see the improvement from last year to this year quite dramatically. I mean, Absolutely. you can make you can make the case like Urban Meyer might have been the worst head coach of all time, or he had the worst year because of everything that went on. Um, but Doug yeah, Pearson is right. a is a is a professional personified as well. Like he's uh, he he just seems to um excuse me he just seems to to really like have like they're never 
if you have Doug Peterson, your team's never like completely out of it. I think the players really like him and, and they play hard for him. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, is a guy that he's never lost in his whole career, you know, up until the pros. Like, I don't think he lost a game uh, in college or high school for that matter. So, um, it's insane wow. to think about. Um, and, and he's the first guy to take accountability. Like that takes, that takes credit and that takes some like, you know, swallowing your pride because, you know, yeah, you're used to is winning and then you go to an organization that doesn't know much about winning. So it's, I hope one day Trevor Lawrence, like, you know, we see him in the playoffs. I think he will. I, I you know, he's just one of those guys. I, I think he'll figure it out and he, he has all the tools in my opinion. So um, definitely cool to see. I, 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 that is a team that I have like a, a soft spot for as well. Cause like they've never done much. They, you know, they're not in the, the main picture, like a new England, like a Dallas, you know, like the Rams right, right. now. So it, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Dude, why not? It's like, why not? You know, why not um, the Jaguars? Right. Shit. Right. Yeah. No, I have a friend who uh, he grew up in Alaska and he's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. They don't have a team up there. And I was like, all right, so you pick one extreme, you're up in the cold, you go about as hot as you can get in Jacksonville. So <laughs> I follow Jacksonville a little bit more because of him. So yeah, definitely be cool to see them see them do something in the coming years and you know, mad respect for Peterson and Lawrence down there. Dude, it might be a hot take, but I think they have like some of the coolest jerseys in the league. Like I think they're the color scheme they got going on is 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 definitely dope. Jerry- yeah, no, it is pretty tough. It is pretty tough for sure. I, I definitely agree. They're good. I don't know about the tops in the league, but they definitely <laughs> look better than some of the other teams. We won't name any names here, but, uh, you know, Browns. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, as far as, like, the, the quarterbacks, the, the main, main storylines, I think that unless you, you have anything else you want to touch on right now, um, I was going to look towards – I mean – no, just real quick. I mean, you just look at the difference, you know, what we I'm sorry, look at the difference in the way that, you know, some of these teams have handled the young quarterbacks. Then you look at, you know, what the Eagles have with Jalen Hurts in his third year. And then uh, Tua, I'm going to butcher this, probably Tua Tagovailoa down in, in Miami. You know, both of these guys being on the rookie contracts and, uh, you know, looking like they, some people think, and, you know, I'm, I mean, I believed in Jalen Hurts all of last year. So I had a lot of faith coming into this year that he would, he would be just fine, especially with the way they built around him. But, you know, that's the key, having organizations that took their skill sets and said, what can we do to throw a bunch of talent and make it happen? You know, with the Eagles going out getting A.J. Brown, obviously, you know, Devontae Smith, you know, he has that that report with Devontae from, from college. You know, then like Miami, you know, obviously bringing in Tyreek Hill, or, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in football. You know, to, to match him up with Jalen Waddle and Miami, too. they're hot both down there and, you know, as far as in the league. Like, they're, they're a fun team to watch. And uh, it's actually one of the games I'm looking forward to this this uh, Sunday. Um, you said you were – what were you going to say about that? Oh, I just meant, like, yeah, I was looking towards the schedule this week a little bit, you know, previewing that type of deal. But I agree with you. I think – um, a lot of these like younger quarterbacks, I, I, it's it's a lot harder than I think people give give credit for. Like, if you're thrown into like like Trevor Lawrence thrown into Jacksonville with a coach that doesn't even seem to care in Urban Meyer, like, um, what's another one? I mean, Kenny Pickett, like they have a horrible offensive line, and like he is getting absolutely hammered every single game. 
and he just stands stands in there and 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 I mean he's doing his best obviously, but I think the kid has a tremendous upside too. Like I think that kid with the right the right coaching, the right players involved, like he can be a very good quarterback in this league. Like there's a lot of these situations where it's just like like Justin Herbert too. Like the Bears are a dumpster fire every year pretty much, and like he's he Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah, Justin Fields. You're good. Justin Herbert out there with the Chargers, so. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Justin Fields, I mean, um, but, like, him coming into that situation was extremely challenging, and, like, you're starting to see flashes of, like, what he can do when he's in there. Um, like, yeah, absolutely. It's just you got to give these guys, like, some time, and, you, like, like Jalen Hurts, I, I, maybe it's because it's my team. I, I have less patience, and, and it's it's a lot harder being an Eagles fan than people think. Because, like, yeah, we're consistently good for the most part, but, you know, do we get over the hump one a lot? Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, one, one Super Bowl, let's go for it. So it's, but we have one. <laughs> we, we got one. Yeah, we, we finally did. We cracked, we cracked that. But it's tough, man. Like, like I said, it, to make a long story short, like, you got to give some of these guys time. And there's a lot of – like, a lot of these guys coming in have tons of potential. It's just, like, can you figure them out and can you – and you coach to their strengths and things like that. And, and it's, it's yeah. such a fast game. Like if you, if you miss a, you know, five, six, seven game, like look at Carson Wentz a couple of years ago, like people were kissing his feet and now he's not even a starter. So it's just like things happen so fast. Yeah, definitely. So uh, what games are you looking at this week? I know you, what, uh, anything to say? I mean, obviously the Eagles Titans is a good one that, I'm looking forward to myself. What are, what are your thoughts on that? How do you think that game is going to turn out? Yeah, I think um, obviously the Eagles being at home is, is a big thing. I think um, they've, uh, you know, 10 and one is no joke. Uh, you can make a case that this, the schedule hasn't been too, too difficult to this point. Um, Tennessee is a better team in this league. I think they're one of the best coach teams. I think Mike Vrabel really gets them ready to play every single week. Um, so I could see this being a, being a game that, that, you know, the Eagles are challenged in, I could see them being falling behind in this game, you know, late, late in the third quarter, that type of deal and have to come back. I could, I could see that. I think um, Tennessee's defensive line can, can definitely wreak havoc and, and cause problems for the, for the Eagles running game. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee finds a, win, a way to win this game. They'd need it more than, than the Eagles need it right now, even though, you know, you got the giants, you got, you got Dallas right there, but um I just look at this as being one of those games where, like, if Tennessee wants it bad enough, they could. It's a winnable game for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with you that with the game being in Philadelphia, it definitely gives you know the Eagles a huge edge. I think the the key um, for the Eagles. I mean, they they ran for over three hundred yards, you know, against the Packers, and uh, I would agree that Tennessee has a better D line than the Packers. But I mean, the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the league. You know, if they can control the clock you know, wear down the defense um, that gives, you know, A.J. Brown and Smith and, um, I mean, you know, Sanders coming out of the backfield, you know. We saw uh, what with Quez had a touchdown on Sunday and uh, was it Pascal that scored the other one? I forget, I forget. but, um, you know, opening up that that pass passing game, which I think will be needed, you know, obviously Derrick Henry, who in my mind is still the best running back in the league, you know, if the – you know, we get ahead and control the clock. You know, Titans are going to have to throw the ball. And I'd much rather have Tannehill dropping back, throwing it 30, 40 times. You know, our, our secondary can feast on him a lot better, I think, than um, 
having to stop Henry as much because I think that's the big the biggest weakness on the defensive side for the Eagles is the run run game and we know Tennessee's loves to run the football that's for sure so it'll be a good one I mean I'm a little nervous but uh we'll see what happens of course if the Eagles lose everyone's gonna say we've been exposed but uh I think if we can you know this will be a statement when we can go in and beat beat a solid team like Tennessee who's been playing extremely well um Aside from their loss, I mean, even their loss to the Bengals last week, you know, they played them, played them close, and the Bengals are hot too, for sure. They're starting to recapture that form. They don't, Bengals have Jamar Chase Wood coming back and, and whatnot too. So watch out, AFC, the Bungles. No, no longer the Bungles as they were years ago. The <laughs> Bengals are coming back. <laughs> they are, yeah. Baltimore needs to keep the, the pedal to the metal in that division because they, they could have ran away with it with all the games they've lost and, and games that they were ahead. So, Definitely a good a good point to bring up. I think, like you, you also you make great points. I mean, if the Eagles can can make the Titans throw the ball, you you're in a much better position. If if Tennessee comes out of the gate and they can just run the ball down the Eagles' throat, which we've seen Houston do that to the Eagles uh, quite a few uh, weeks back, but that was a game where, you know, I, I still Washington, don't. Like, yeah. Washington did it. Like I I like this Eagles team. I still don't like love this Eagles team just because. Like this upper echelon of teams in the league, like the Chiefs, like um, I'm trying, I'm drawing, oh, like the Buffaloes, like like those teams, like are we are we on that level? I don't know yet. I still don't. I, right. I have doubts because I've seen. I, I just for me, I'm not the biggest Jonathan Gannon fan. I think we could do better defensively because we have the personnel to be very very good, and I think he plays too much soft zone coverage, and and I think the right quarterback, Liam Mahomes, could have a field day on that, and then we're playing. I still don't want our team to to have to play to, to to the points if that makes sense. Like if we're playing from behind, I still yeah right. don't love that. So I think the best way we we win games is run the ball, keep the other field team off the field, and, and make plays on the defense. So I just look at it like the only right. reason I think Tennessee might walk away with a win is just because they they absolutely need to uh, right now as as a seven and four team and and the Eagles sitting there at ten and one. I know that's. Not a great reason, but it, it's like on paper, I could see that them really coming out of the gate strong and, and trying to uh, exploit our weaknesses well, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they have an easy hold on the division, you know, Jackson or uh, Jacksonville 4-7, the Colts 4-7-1, and obviously the lowly Texans, we already touched on them. But, you know, as far as, you know, playoff seating goes and just uh, keeping some momentum going forward, I would agree that, you know, Tennessee is going to be a bit more hungry for it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, at 10 and one, you know, we, we still want to, we want to have that number one seed, you know, now with the way the playoffs go, you know, you only have one team getting the bye week, you know, and, and Dallas, you know, we talked about them looking scary and, you know, right now we are two games up on them. We're only one game up on Minnesota too. You know, we have the tiebreaker against Minnesota, obviously, but I think that the Eagles need to play with urgency every game moving forward. Um, keep their foot on the gas. I mean, the offensive side, you know, really woke up against the Packers, but the defense had, you know, the defense kept us in the game against uh, the Colts. And then, you know, obviously Jalen coming up with those two huge drives at the end of the game. So yeah, def definitely we'll see what, see what happens there. Uh, should be a good one. Uh, what else do you got? Sorry. What would be, I would say what two, two, three games that you're looking looking at this week and excited yeah, I think, for. I think you, you briefly touched on it was, um, the 49ers um, um, uh, Dolphins game, man, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. My brain went dead there, but 
Um, yeah, that that game intrigues me. Um, I I just think that's a that's a good match. Like that's an interesting matchup. I hope for the sake of the Eagles that the Dolphins win because that helps you know keep a little bit of pressure off like the seating that type of thing. If if the Niners would get hot yeah. down and the Eagles lose a couple games, like we could see that flip flop with the home field advantage. But um, I do think the Niners win this. They're a they're a good home team. Um, and I just think their defense, the defense is monsters. Their defense is probably not like the best defense in the league, or or the best, well, the the most well coached. All right, we're back. Uh, just took a little breather there. Uh, we've been going for about an hour here, guys. So give us give us some slack, you know. Get some <laughs> get some fluids in our in our throats at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, that man. Sounded odd, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't take it the wrong way. Don't let yeah. This is a PG thirteen. We'll say a PG thirteen show, but uh. Yeah, I'm drinking green tea and he has a cup of water, and yeah. we are not in the same room either. So just to clarify, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no illegal substances are being used throughout this show. At least this week, I can't, I can't make that promise forever. But uh, no, <laughs> anyway. No, well, yeah, nothing no, illegal. <laughs> in all seriousness. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah man, I mean, um, Week thirteen. So what? What do you think? We're getting down the stretch here, the home stretch, a little bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. So let's just uh, let's just wrap up here with uh with three games that you're, you know, looking for forward to seeing and prediction on who's gonna win. And uh, I All guess right. I can throw you my three as well. Yeah, if if we're looking just on on like you know, I'm trying to make some people a couple couple pennies this weekend. I think I think the Ravens beat the Broncos. I don't I don't. I just don't see that Broncos team figuring it out in, in Baltimore this week. They're three and eight. Ravens are seven and four. Ravens are right there for the division right. with the Bengals, with the Bungles, as Justin would say. So uh <laughs> former Bungles. Yeah, or the Bungles, whatever whatever you want to say. Justin, but. uh yeah, Justin is my first name, but I go by JD. So I've known Aaron a long, long time. So it's a bit of a uh change for him. <laughs> uh I gotta make adjustments. Man, I'm like Carson Wentz, I gotta make all the adjustments, but uh uh, and, <laughs> nice. No, I I think the Ravens win this week. I think uh, it, it, there's a lot of questionable games. I think I think the Cowboys beat the uh, Colts, but it's prime time, so it, somehow magically it'll be a close game. And uh, <laughs> I think, uh, man, other than that, I I do think the Vikings beat the Jets. But I like I said, I I don't feel great about a lot of these these games. Like there's a lot of matchups that I think can go either way. What what say you? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, as far as games, okay, so do not take any of my advice if you're going to go for betting. <laughs> I do not want to be held responsible. Uh, just vet, throw that disclaimer out there. Um, I mean, I think the Dolphins, Niners, is and the Chiefs, Bengals. I mean, both of those should be really good games with the Bengals playing in Cincinnati. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes still finds a way to pull it out, you know, as he as he typically does. But that one's going to go down to the wire. So I would say Chiefs over the Bengals. 49ers Dolphins man I mean 49ers defense has been phenomenal but they haven't even begin to or they haven't touched anybody like what, what the Dolphins got going on there again the the edge to the 49ers being in San Francisco but, I mean I, I that's a toss-up for me honestly I flip a quarter there um I'd, I'd like to see the Dolphins win you know being in the AFC but uh I really don't know um and for a third game you know, the Jets-Vikings looks like a good one, but I'm going to just talk about Commanders and Giants here. I, I honestly 
I think the Commanders win that game. Uh, their defense uh, has been playing really well. Uh, Chase Young, um, you know, he's not back yet, but at least I don't think he's supposed to be back just yet. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're a scrappy team. You know, Washington obviously being the only team to, you know, knock off the Eagles gave them a ton of confidence. Heineke runs the offense well. You know, I think they uh, they beat the, the, the Giants there for sure, um, like honestly. That. So. I like that, <laughs> That's that's definitely a brave like that's a I like that prediction that that's that took some thought for sure like I think the Giants have definitely overachieved this year I, I don't know if they're as good as their record indicates but you know you can only play I agree so dude it's tough like you you can kind of see like how much coaching can really play a factor like the Giants were horrible I mean you you can make a case they're one of the worst teams the last couple of years and then Brian Dable comes in and, and now look, they're, they're right in contention for the division with the, with an Eagles team that's 10 and one. So I, I do hope Washington pulls it out because it, it takes a little bit of pressure off, off the Eagles then obviously Dallas and, and giants looming right there. But yeah, I, I think, I do think the 49ers defense is going to be too much for the dolphins, but every time I've, I've kind of, okay. I've dude, every time, like I'll, I'll like go against the dolphins this year, they've, they've proven me wrong. So maybe I shouldn't keep doing that, but the 49ers have the best defense in the league by the rankings. So it's, it's going to be quite a test and, and hopefully Tua doesn't come out of this with another concussion or something. Like I shouldn't even say that, but it's just like, he's going to have, he's going to be running for his life. I think most of the, most of the day. Yeah. I, I agree that he's going to definitely need to use his mobility, but you know, Tyree kill on a scramble drill. I mean, that, hey, that was a rhyme too. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically enough, folks, the reason, the reason that we started uh, that Aaron asked me to come on this podcast is because I do do little uh, sports poems. Little, I call them sports shorts. It's on YouTube. Uh, you can actually look me up, J.D. Kingsley, K-I-N-G-S-L-Y, and check out those sports shorts. They're maximum 15 seconds long. I just pick a, a player or a game. Um, I do it four times a week. Just uh, throw together a little rhyme there. Um, so it's, it's something fun if you want to. You know, check it out, subscribe. That'd be great because trying to get it monetized, but it's just a good time <laughs> love there. It. So, yeah, no, I go ahead. No, no, I said I love it. Yeah, you got guys, if you watch any NFL at all, you got the creativeness to, to come up with these, man. Like, I, I, I don't think I have it in me. It would probably take years. So, um, <laughs> I got I to tip my cap where I got where I got to tip my cap, you know. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, I think wrapping it up here, um, we'll find out. You know, I think it'd be cool to keep track of who uh, who gets the has the best record. You know, um, we'll see what we go over the weekend. You know, from from those three picks that we each have, and uh, I guess the plan is here moving forward. We're gonna try to do a show on Monday as well on the NFL. Um, you know, I, I don't know for sure um, how it's gonna go, but. The goal would be to do something on Friday and then on Monday. So uh, hopefully we'll have some listeners coming back to, to hear us again. Exactly. Yeah, that that's the plan right now. Like if anything changes, we'll let you guys know. But we want to be on a consistent – I've said this since the podcast started and I've failed to execute on it. So um, I need to. So, uh, you know, a Friday, Monday schedule consistently every week as – you know, unless anything gets in our way, that's, that's, that's the goal right now. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll update you as we go, but as far as the NFL, we're, we're probably going to wrap it up here and then uh, we will get into a, a little bit of college uh, discussion as well.